Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, is the shine off Ethereum-based NFTs? That's the question that I think we can answer, maybe. We may agree, we may not. Andrew, how's it going? Uh, you know, I, I think it depends on where you're looking, but overall, yeah, things have been cooling off quite a bit. I mean, last week was just such a devastating blow of watching Terra implode. And then the second order effects, I think, are still sort of trickling down from that. Uh, a lot of overall projects down. Uh, I will say uh, our call on Lil Nouns was spot on. So hopefully anybody listening got in on that, you know, that that floor, that floor is moving. And so, you know, from what I was looking at, things were okay. And also, uh, I feel like it's just like a weekly thing where I mess up something in our, in our podcast. Maybe I'll get this one right. So sorry for putting the random intro of a different podcast I run in the beginning of this one. Kudos to you. If you stayed through it, and you're like, whatever, I'll listen. I think it's, I think it's funny because it, it's a window into my two lives. There you go. Yeah. If I'm looking at seven day rolling from when we're coming out with this overall, Sales and NFTs are down 57%. Um, but a lot of that is probably dictated by these larger project drops, I'd say. But it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it seems that you like, it's almost become kind of this Hollywood game of waiting for like this big drop, right? Oh my God, opening weekend. Everybody go crazy. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Well, aside from that, I think there's other, like more like calming news, like regular news, regular NFT news, rather than, you know, pure, the pure insanity of last week. The irony is palpable. You know, just for, for those of you not aware, like Solana is a notorious network for, you know, right click, save as, but mint over in their, in their ecosystem. So this is a, this could be a shift, obviously. Kind of where the the narrative will pick it up more in our in our story though, uh, for sure. I just love the the pushback being like, "How dare you you sell your art for for money? You should be just doing it so you can continue to struggle." Like, I think that sort of pushback. It's you know, it's interesting. I keep hearing it in different pockets and different ways of, oh, the community is going against it. Like in truth, it's a vocal minority that are really triggered by NFTs. And to say that like this artist didn't, you know, deserve this or should have like not gone after the latest iteration of where art is moving in culture is hilarious. It's a hilarious thought. <laughs> I got him. I got him on the this week. I love, I love getting you on the, the this week. Okay. Here's, here's what I have for you. Now I want, I want to be clear. I've researched this for not very much time. So this is 
super speculative. And I would just walk through how I went about being like, all right, what's kind of going on out there just to back into the process. I used NFTHUD.io to just look for what seems to be moving based on just like sort of spikes in volume over over the past um, over the past like seven days or so. And just to see what's going on in terms of new owners, just to see like, all right, frankly, especially I want to be very careful about finding a project that doesn't have any momentum whatsoever right now because the market is very uh, uh, very calm, very cold, I'd say. So I want to follow a little bit of the heat. So I'm looking for for that type of action. So I found this thing, Metroverse Cities. I'll I'll say right now it's the Metroverse, uh, Metroverse, not Genesis, but Metroverse, not Blackout, but Mini. And we'll have that link in our, in our show notes. Inside of here, the, the price is super accessible at 0.036 ETH. So 0.036 ETH. And, you know, as you, um, as you look at it, these are part of an NFT game. So this is a trading game based on Ethereum. And there's a utility token. You can earn MET, MET. And, you know, when you look at the, the site, I mean, the blocks have sort of scoring elements to them and a lot of different properties to, to dig into, including stats against commercial, industrial, residential total. So it's definitely like this city block game um, with uh, staking pieces. I, I see that they have a team. I always check to see that the team. I don't know, Andrew, can you see that this team is doxxed, though? They said they're a team of experienced entrepreneurs, award-winning, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I see that. Uh, also, just in terms of health metrics, they have about 78,000 in their Discord, 12,000 are. So there's, you know, signs of life inside of there. Uh, they definitely have a working platform. All right, there you go. So I think at this point, it's, it's an affordable project. It's risky. So great. It may be moving. And if you dig get into it, if, my play would be be very, very careful and understand where that uh, that MET token is in its life cycle. Because speaking from experience of what happened with the you know the Pegaxi Viz, you know there there's a a very important lesson to be learned there. And and right now, you know if you're if you're looking at it, there that token that MET uh, the Metroverse price and it's um you know it's it's trading at less than a penny and it seems to be on a decline and that that could be a signal that their game mechanics haven't haven't gotten there it peaked at two cents um in april and so if i'm looking at the life cycle of this game this might be in this sort of like oh no we need to get our our metrics right so i'd pay attention to seeing if they're gonna turn something around with that but i'd be very i'd be very cautious as i i've now dug into it so there you go We've done a live walkthrough of how we evaluate a project. And so, yeah, it's an affordable project, but be careful. Be careful out there. Remember, none of this is financial advice. We're talking about internet JPEGs that you can play games with and get tokens that can crash. On to our theme. On to our theme. So, huge run-up. And actually, I think it is it is great uh, to see a project like OK Bears that has original content roll in and sort of move them up. And so our theme is like, here's the question, is the shine off Ethereum-based NFTs? Look out. What is your answer, Andrew? Yeah, I, I don't quite understand. Like they did surpass on OpenSea, but I don't really see the macro of that playing out in the seven day in terms of Solana surpassing Ethereum. 
they just did it in one day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it definitely gives it space. And I think having other other chains to work on, I guess I just get nervous with Solana for a number of reasons, but let me just bring you two in terms of like, oh my gosh, you're about to overtake Ethereum. Solana, I think has crashed, meaning it was down, down, no transactions. Don't pass go, don't collect $200. So sad, too bad. At least twice, at least twice in the past, I think 30 days. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's one, right? In, in terms of, of that, the other one just gets back to the underlying asset. One of the narratives about picking up NFTs, even in our current market, is that it's levered ETH. The assets on Solana, again, are priced in Sol. The price of Sol has dropped 80% from its all-time high. And, you know, as you start to get into this, like, scarier winter, like, it doesn't even matter if your NFT is appreciating 2 or 3x if your overall underlying currency. I know the same thing. Definitely true for Ethereum. But even tracking them side by side, Ethereum is beginning to weather far better than Solana is in terms of how it's going to, to rebound and maybe claw back some of this value. So, you know, it's, it's this risk on top of risk. And so let's just say for Ethereum, what am I more comfortable holding? I'll put this a different way as a thought experiment for you in terms of is the shine off ETH NFTs. Would you be more comfortable holding, you know, $10,000 in Solana? Or $10,000 in ETH if you had to hold it for a year? Yeah, sure. That's a, you know, you're the other person on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It would have to be on Polygon. Ethereum would be a terrible place for that, I think. Yeah. And I want to correct something. I think I've said before, I threw it in passing, that they're increasing their supply by a certain amount. The exact amount that Solana increases its supply, meaning there, let's say there's X number, and then they add 8% annually. But that decreases by 15% a year until it reaches 1.5%. So there's still a lot of inflation involved in the underlying currency. What's more, it seems clear because of their low cost of transactions that the actual platform is kind of giving away block space. So if we're a company, let's say we're Uber, and they're like, our model to scale, look how many transactions we have. We just have these taxis running around that we pay to pick up people for free. That's our business model. They're giving away block space. I mean, they're and doing it at scale. Like, I, I don't quite understand, you know, and when I don't fully understand something and I, this kind of comes back to the, my, my, my take on algorithmic stable coins, I didn't quite get it. Something just doesn't add up to me from a very fundamental standpoint, which makes me nervous. That said, on the positive note, heck, in the last seven days, Solana has crushed it in total number of transactions. And total number of buyers, uh, the number of transactions, 310,000 over just 173,000 on Ethereum. I mean, not including second uh, uh, layer two chains on Ethereum. And then the number of buyers, like buyers are there. There are 65,000 buyers on Solana. So things are moving over there. Yeah. I don't know why this crossed my mind, but I, I feel like we, um, we've had this narrative in different ways. What if we flipped it around? Would you, would you? Try to do a challenge where we take like, you know, $200 and try to turn it into more than $200 just to see if there's like something over there, knowing full well that we probably just lose all our money. I don't even know if I do that. 
maybe we could do it. So, yeah, like, is the shine off Ethereum? Is the shine off Ethereum? It's okay bears. It's all okay bears, right? So, like, that's where everyone is playing. That's where all this, like, volume of, you don't think that, you don't think there's a long, long-term trend for NFTs just sort of growing in Solana, taking, taking over from Ethereum. I mean, it also stands to reason, given the security of Ethereum and the investment in security, and then frankly, as just an asset that Ethereum makes money, like it's a profitable entity because of the amount people are willing to pay in gas and transactions, and then post-merge even more so, locking it in. So like, again, your NFT is only as good as the platform it stands on. But maybe, yeah. So do you want to go for it? Do you want to try to do our, uh, uh, we'll call it a... For soul, like Solana's trading at 50 right now. For soul, can we, can we make some sort of trade or flip? All right, I'm not going to guarantee we're ready on the next podcast, but we're, we're doing it. We're going to think. All right, I think that does it. Good talk. See you out there. Oh, well, uh, you know, with me anyway, it's a little quiet in the market. We have seen a pretty big drop in volume recently. Um, I'm sure you've noticed as well. You know, if you tuned into another podcast after, if you maybe picked up another Maybe they picked up another listener over there. I don't know if he was trying to subtly uh, influence some listenership or something there. But, you know, I think it is kind of, yeah. So I think it is interesting, even, you know, all the, I don't know, sort of craziness we've seen in all markets. It's not, you know, it's in crypto markets. We've seen it pretty quiet. We've seen a lot of money taken out of crypto in general, a lot of less, a lot less locked up. But we've actually seen NFT prices hold up pretty well, I would say, at least in EAP terms. Um, and that's what we've looked at in the past. You know, we have seen some floors drop, but in a lot of places, it's not as much as I would have thought considering, considering just how bad everything has been recently. Um, and I think there has been, you know, it's been really quiet and it does seem like you've seen some pockets of, you know, some, some good floor movement and uh, a lot that are holding stronger than you'd think considering the lack of sales. Yeah, and I think we do have another, there's another anticipated one coming out this weekend as we record this, uh, you know, it's a couple of days away um, and we'll see what that does. It's, you know, I think there's a floor of about four ETH uh, to get into that Chimpers NFT. So uh, Chimpers NFT, so yeah, that's the, well, the pass to get into that right now is around four ETH. So I think that will be another big volume one. Um, you know, and I think the NFT market is sort of looking for a, uh, for a spark right now. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about how, I don't know, we've seen this sort of, uh, I don't know, prices rise in anticipation of events and, and then actually drop after, uh, when, when a product's released or when the event actually happens. And it is, I think that plays into that idea of people are looking for the next thing. And, uh, right now, um, you doesn't have it and <laughs> nobody knows where to look. It seems. Yeah, although, you know, even this week, we've got some uh, some interesting stuff going on. So we've seen Magic Eden, the uh, Solana marketplace, we've seen them actually surpass OpenSea in daily trading volume. And no, that is in large part because OpenSea's volume is down. But this is also a big part because uh, this, let's see, OK Bears collection has launched on Solana and has been getting just enormous volume. Um, has attracted a lot of uh, Ethereum NFT users over to Solana. And I think that there are a lot that um, were pretty resistant to doing so. Um, and there's this is actually even launched or, or inspired another 
project to launch on Ethereum. It was the not okay bears that has since been removed from OpenSea because it was just a blatant uh, ripoff of the original project. Um, so kind of interesting to see that the, the ripoff was going that way instead of uh, Solana just or Solana projects ripping off uh, Ethereum based projects, yeah, which has been done many times in the past. Yeah, we have a good, uh, what I thought was a, a nice story here. So we've got an artist who, let's see, he had over a hundred thousand followers. He was on Twitter, said he was going to give NFTs a shot. His fans didn't, because he said he was making about $10,000 a year, said he wanted to give NFTs a shot because, you know, really had nothing to lose at that point with how little he was making. Um, and so some of his, or a lot of his fans spoke out against it when he said that he was going to get into NFTs. Uh, of course he, or I should say, of course he was very supported by the NFT community. He's got some impressive art here and his first piece ended up going for over 20 ETH. Uh, and I believe it was, it's actually by, uh, the, uh, artist and influencer fuck render. Um, I think he was the one that ended up winning it. I know he did place multiple bits to get it going. Um, so it was a cool story to see over 20 ETH there. It's a, it's some cool art and I'm sure, uh, you know, you'll see this artist, uh, stick around with space with that sort of experience. Yeah. Um, it's, it is hilarious and it'd be great to see anyway, with this uh, worked out well for the artist. All right. Well, I think we can move on into our affordable project, George. I think you've got one for us this week. Uh, today oh i did it here oh no i did it today you have a an affordable project for us um, yeah i'm taking a look right now um, so one thing i noticed you mentioned a few different collections there uh and notice that there is a it's a it's a big number of mints between the three collections it's about seventy thousand between those three genesis i'm sorry metroverse collections is that right is that what you're seeing here as well i I do not, I can't find anything about the team here uh, on the website or on Twitter either. Um, so it seems like maybe that is a, an Anon team. Taking a look at the docs now to see if it maybe is there. Don't see it. I do see that they have a token involved, as you mentioned. Um, so there's much more on that in the uh, white paper here, uh, which I'm, I'm sure it's necessary for the game. Um, I'm always, or I become more wary of, of tokens being part of a project from a launch. It seems like we've seen those, uh, I don't know, be, be game of, or be gamed by whales enough that they've often caused damage to the project later, you know, where stop it or somebody could play the game well, and then, uh, sort of crash the value of the token and. Um, something that I've definitely become more wary of over time and certainly of the fact that they don't have a, a docs team. I'm a little over here. There's more here. No, it's just, uh, yeah, we're just going with OX slice, OX slime. Um, so yeah, they're saying that they have experience with brands, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's an Anon team. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, it seems like it is right now, um, a little surprised at the lack of volume on Ethereum-based NFTs after the Terra USD issues. Uh, it seems like people are sort of ignoring the risks of going to an alt layer one and, uh, and actually going more into it with Solana. Um, now 
Tezos is a different one. We mentioned that FX hash, or I think we mentioned earlier that FX hash is uh, it's a generative art uh, platform. Um, so that has, that's on Tezos and that has, so that's been around a little bit longer. Um, it also is another layer one. Uh, it's actually surpassed art blocks recently in uh, daily volume. Um, and they've got a lot of talented artists over there. A lot of, uh, I shouldn't say, well, there's definitely a handful of artists at least that have, uh, done projects on, um, art blocks that have done projects now on this FX hash. Um, and it's definitely getting a lot more attention. Um, you know, so I, th I think that's interesting that we're seeing these other uh, platforms uh, or these other uh, networks kind of find different use cases here. They're not necessarily taking all of the volume. You know, we're seeing a, a PFP project on Solana. We're seeing an art project on Tezos, and it seems to fit somewhat of the uh, uh, kind of the ethos of each of those chains where Tezos has been very much pr pushing the art side of it where, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Solana has been following the lulling and it is good to see that they've got an original project, but is it that far off from something like a Ford Apes or another PFP project? Yeah, I think this is a one day thing so far, so far. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, you know, at, at one point this would have been unheard of, you know, I think it's, it's, um, there's a more, there's a real case to be made that there's, that there should be other, um, layers for, or other networks being used for NFTs. Um, we've talked a lot about how we thought that these would be moving more and more to alt, uh, Ethereum layers, uh, maybe layer twos, you know, using Polygon, Optimism, some of these other networks. And it's not to say that those aren't going to be used, but I think we have to look more at the possibility that instead of just moving from Ethereum to a layer two, that a lot of activity could actually move from Ethereum to an entire another network or another layer one, you know, we're seeing that people don't necessarily want, uh, I mean, there's something still maybe stigmatized about going to a layer two. It's sort of thought as a secondary, whereas if you go to Solana, you could be the big project there. That's, uh, you know, I think that's a bigger claim than being, um, you know, a project on optimism or, or, you know, one of the projects on Polygon right now. Yeah, I think it was for seven hours or so i mean it wasn't a sh yeah one was pretty recently and i think it was overshadowed by some of the uh i can't remember which there was something else that happened that weekend it's there's always something else going on but you're right it has we have seen that on multiple occasions which is certainly concerning from a security and from a security standpoint you means you can't even access your your asset at that point and if someone can turn it off it means it can happen it could happen for a much longer period of time. It could happen without it being done for a specific reason. Are you asking me this question? <laughs> sure, ETH. Yeah, I, I've never had a. Uh, I've never had any Soul or Solana NFTs. Um, I have. I do have some Tezos NFTs, but I still. I, I do believe that the the highest uh, the 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 NFTs that people are most likely to care about in in a year or five years or 10 years are going to be on Ethereum, um, or at least the most, yeah, I think that's, I, I believe that's going to be true. I think there's going to be a place for other networks. And I, I have a concern about security issues when going to something like Solana. I don't necessarily have the same security issues when going to, um, something like Tezos. I, there's issues, you know, I, I have concerns about the, the price, but I really don't, you know, I, I and the price of the, the Tezos token, but I have a, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to judge. You know, I, I do like the idea of being able to, um, 
try out different chains and maybe even collect pieces that, uh, even that you can't find, um, and just as a art collector, being able to do that because not everything is available everywhere. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to hold Solana <laughs> NFTs. I mean, the, the only one that's even intrigued me recently is the, uh, the step in, uh, NFT that is on Solana. And, you know, this is a, a, a walk to, oh, let's see, a, a move to earn. Um, app and it, it's, it definitely sounds interesting and I haven't seen anything like this yet on Ethereum and I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, can't imagine that's, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess I, I can't imagine that someone can't, um, do a combination of the two, but you know, I'm sure this, these things are going to come. It also sounds like that's one where people are going to, I don't know, do a ton of walking up front, get a bunch of, get a bunch of the tokens and do the same thing we see everywhere else. But, uh, but it did have me at least intrigued. So I, I think that's, you know, that is interesting that, you know, there's different ways that people can become intrigued and, and become, uh, and become a convinced to go try one of these networks. And, you know, Solana definitely is doing that successfully in many ways. I mean, they're trying everything on that network. They're advertising everywhere. They're trying to bring people in through um, through NFTs now. And I, I think it is working, you know, there, I don't know what the price is going to do, but I'm definitely concerned about the fact that the network can go down, that it can be frozen. The assets can be frozen. There's it's, um, I don't know. It seems much more like, uh, like playing, you know, in, in Facebook's world or something than, than playing just the, the open ecosystem that, that Ethereum provides. Yeah. I will say, okay. So you know, maybe I don't want to hold an NFT for very long or for, you know, I can't at this point say that I want to hold a Solana NFT for, for a year or five years, but that's those sort of numbers definitely intrigue me enough to think, well, you know, if I want to just play around with a, with a little bit for a while, I think it'll be safe enough to try it out. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of people are thinking right now and they get on into the system and it's, you know, we, we know how it goes once you get in there and if it does work. If, if something goes well and you sell something for a profit, you're likely to put it right back into the ecosystem. So, you know, I think that's, yeah, you know, we can't deny that that is going to happen with a lot of people. And, you know, frankly, I do want it to be a successful NFT ecosystem. I don't want there to be some sort of thing, you know, terrible thing that happens to the network or, or for people to have a bad experience. I just fear that that is what could end up happening here. I think we can. I, I, well, maybe we have to look into this. I don't know what the affordable projects are over there because it doesn't sound like OK Bears are so affordable. Well, step in. I don't know. No. So yeah, I, I think in a way, right now, it's the same thing we've seen. It's the same thing we've seen happening over and over again. Is that one project is really getting the majority of the attention, the majority of the volume? It happens to be on another platform right now. Simply, so, you know, I think. It, it's not entirely different with, with generative art, you know, ArcWalks has had a bit of resurgence recently. And, you know, even, even now that like you're seeing a lot more sales than a couple months ago. And at the same time, I think people are looking for something fresh and new. And when people were first going on to FX hash, I mean, there weren't a lot of people paying attention. And with the price of Tezos being quite cheap compared to Ethereum, it felt like your Ethereum, you know, your you felt like your, your chips went a lot further in that ecosystem. And if you're, if you're really thinking about, you know, I want to collect art, you know, and I've been on, and there are a lot of people that had been on 
park walks and maybe felt like they overspent there. And then they saw that they could go and get some of the, you know, some great pieces of art on another network. I think that really, uh, attracted people to that, you know, to try something new and that's what we're seeing right now, but I don't think that it's going to be a, a long-term trend. Right. I think that I, yeah, I think that, well, I think there'll be a lot of activity on other networks. I think that the highest quality, the, um, the most secure NFTs, the ones that people are willing to hold on to are going to remain on, on Ethereum. Sure. We'll have to find something let's, let's see if we could, we'll, we'll try to find a, uh, a portable project for our next and, uh, mention what it is. We're not, not necessarily gonna say it's for everyone, but I think we should mention what we're getting into and, and bring something to everybody. Okay. All right. We got homework. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.